And Daryl McIntyre, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. on this Wednesday. Keep your text coming in at 780-496-0063. We've been talking as we head into that, you know, summer job time as school's out for a lot of kids. That that best, worst summer job that you ever had, the worst ones tend to be uh, quite funny this morning. So keep them coming. One of the uh, great parts of summer in 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 this community that I've absolutely loved over the past number of years is the Edmonton Downtown Farmers Market. Um, and, you know, hey, uh, anytime you can check out a farmers market, uh, do it. Check it out. Great produce, great crafts, you name it. Uh, but some challenges being faced by the Downtown Farmers Market. You'll remember it used to be on 104th Street and then they moved it into an indoor year-round location on 97th Street back in 2019. Well, we know what happened later on that. COVID caused some real challenges. And now um, the farmer's market on the move again because COVID impact, but also the building's pricey. Yeah, it's expensive. If you're out on the street and you have tents, uh, the overhead is not nearly as high as electricity and heat in the wintertime and all of that comes with leasing a building. The Mm -hmm. lease is coming up. They've decided they're not going to be indoors, at least at that location anymore. The big question is, where will the farmer's market go? Uh, Ryan Mason is the past president of the Edmonton Downtown Farmer's Market, also owner of Reclaim Urban Farm. Ryan's joining us this morning. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's a beautiful sunny day, so no complaints here. <laughs> was that was that? Do you think that indoor farmers market was an experiment that worked or didn't work? That that should have worked or never had a chance? Uh, we had some amazing years in this uh, indoor building at uh, 97th Street. Uh, so in lots of ways, I'd say it, it was. We always knew that it was going to be a new venture, a new idea for the downtown core. Um, but um, yeah, it, it had its awesome benefits, um, but ultimately it just became too uh, expensive for kind of the climate of the downtown economy. So um, when you take a look at it and the, and the, the decision-making process and to saying, okay, we're not going to renew the, le- the lease, you take a look at COVID, you look at the number of people who are going downtown, kind of the rebuild of trying to get back up, um, you know, there's all of those things. Do you think the actual missing the vibe of 104th Street played into it as well? I'm sure, uh, like, 104th Street's one of the densest uh, populated areas of the city, so having all of those people around uh, definitely uh, helped that market when we were at the location. Um, and I think, yeah, there's always something about outdoor markets, right? Uh, people love the atmosphere, the event style. Um, so uh, that is kind of part of the conversation of uh, where do we go next, uh, looking at how do we kind of bring back that energy and atmosphere. Uh, we do have an amazing energy and atmosphere atmosphere on the indoor building, but it is different, right, because it's uh, more of a structured year-round home. Well, and you can also see where that would be attractive because regardless of weather Mm -hmm. and being able to go year-round, that's really attractive. So is there any... (laughs) How do you make the decision as to go outside or try to find a new indoor location? Yeah, so like 
but it was just a couple nights ago where our whole leadership team changed with a new AGM. Um, so there's conversations in the next couple months just to figure out like where do we go from here as transition. Uh, there have been talks started with uh, multiple different private stakeholders for some indoor spaces as well as outdoor spaces. Uh, so we just have to kind of refine down what our best choices are for uh, the market. Um, so there are some about six places that uh, have been talked about uh, and with uh, conversations starting with uh, the owners and the city of Edmonton. Hmm. It kind of seems to me if you could find a building with a big old parking lot, you could have a little bit of the best of both worlds, <laughs> as, long both. As, as long as it's not too far away. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it would be lovely to find something like that. Uh, I know like we have a big old parking lot for free right now, uh, so it's not necessarily a game changer, uh, but it definitely gives us the opportunity uh, to bring customers in from outside of the downtown core that uh, are commuting commuting in for uh, shopping, whether it's groceries uh, or gifts or other things. So, Ryan, what's going to happen in the meantime until a decision is made? It's just business, business as usual at the 97th Street building? Yeah, we, we still have the lease until April, um, and uh, we wanted to give ourselves enough time, the community enough time, so that uh, we can find an, uh, an orderly but also exciting transition into kind of a new home. Uh, so right into the fall and, uh, and winter, we're going to be operating two days a week year-round. Well, good luck in the search. Anyhow, there's, I guess the, the timeline isn't that tight. You've got a little bit of time, a little bit of wiggle room to figure out a spot. Yes, yeah, we are, uh, we've got some opportunity right now, so um, we're excited to see where we can grow to. Uh, it's always sad uh, to see a transition, especially from a space we truly love uh, and uh, have really enjoyed and adored as anyone that's been in that building uh, understands. Um, but, uh, you know, new things on the horizon, and that's always exciting too. Very good. Ryan, before we let you go, tell me a little bit about Reclaim Urban Farm. Yeah, so uh, our farm, uh, we began in Edmonton in the kind of downtown core uh, using backyards and vacant lots uh, to start farming. We've since grown uh, a little bit in scale and moved outside the city, uh, but we uh, grow uh, organic vegetables, uh, indoor and outdoor, um, and are able to supply about 10,000 families a year. Very wow, nice. Good amazing. job, Ryan. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again in the future. Appreciate this. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, take care of Ryan Mason, the past president of the Edmonton Downtown Farmers Market. So looking for a new place. Now, I'm going to preface this by mm-hmm. saying I've never been to the 97th Street location, indoor. the, the indoor, indoor one, yeah. uh, mainly because um, over the past couple of years, I haven't wanted to go over there. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put it out yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, um, I loved going down to 104th Street when it was outdoors. Uh, we'd take the train down, we'd take the LRT down, or we'd go, you know, park down there, whatever it was, and we'd make a day out of it. Mm-hmm. We'd go down, we'd have some lunch, we'd walk about, we'd stop at all the things. Um, it became a family thing. The kids would come down, the grandkids would come down. I. And again, I don't know what the indoor market was like. I've been to the other indoor market down in Strathcona. Mm-hmm. I like the outdoor vibe. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, and I get that there's weather challenges and all of that, but there's something really special about that. Well, and apparently there was something special about the indoor. It just it was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, will there be a hybrid, or will it be outdoors, or will it be indoors? Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see down the road. Uh, you're right. In that location, some people would have been very hesitant to even go down mm-hmm. on like 97th mm-hmm. Street. Mm-hmm. Not not the 
finest area, uh, although the work is continuing to try and make it better. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not not there yet. And And just, you know, park. And I get that there's, you know, but all of that sort of thing. There was just something about the outdoor market um, that I that I really really liked. I loved going by and seeing all the little restaurants along there and people sitting out mm-hmm. and having their coffees or their you know yep. glasses of wine and all the doggos that were out. <laughs> uh, it was a, spe- a pretty special spot and yeah. I think that that um, I think that was disappointing for yeah. a lot of folks when it moved. It is tight though. Like that's that is oh, a very he- that's that super tight area. Absolutely. But we'll if, you're look, if you're looking, if you're if you're <laughs> if you're Sorry. looking, I think, to attract people down downstairs, <laughs> downtown, um, I think that that uh, you know is a good way of doing it. Yeah, true enough. Uh, we've been talking about that in this segment, but we've also been talking about your worst or best summer jobs, unique ones, unusual ones. Uh, what were the worst ones you've had? We're going to continue jumping in on that. Lots coming in still on the text line. And if you want to dive in as well, 780-496-0063. It was the Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. All right, friends, uh, if you're interested in 90s music, <laughs> you might want to tune in just really quickly over uh, at Global Edmonton. Uh, tomorrow, um, Shaggy. Shaggy is going to be... It wasn't me? Is that that Shaggy? Oh, no, actually, it's on today, actually. It's on today. Shaggy, the wasn't me guy, is going to be on... uh, I guess there's the Hot Summer Nights Tour with TLC on Vogue and Sean Kingston. Oh, my gosh, taking you back to the 90 Clubs days. Hello, tools. Uh, If you want to check it out, he's going to be on uh, coming up here in about 10 minutes. Very shortly. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me. I think that that's Shaggy, right? That's Shaggy, yeah. It wasn't me. Uh, four pack of tickets to the Edmonton Riverhawks game on Canada Day. This is against the Wenatchee Apple Sox. It's a 7.05 start. You can go. Uh, you get the ball game, uh, the hot dogs, all the rest of the stuff, and then you also get a chance to watch the fireworks from that location. Uh, big night for uh, 6.30 Ched presenting. Uh, there will also even be a, a citizenship ceremony yes. during that. Uh, and fireworks? The fireworks well. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty good. The, four pack of tickets. The Apple... The apple... Wenatchee apple socks. They sound like a box of cereal. Yeah, it does sound like uh, Apple Jacks. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's apple socks. I'd rather eat Apple Jacks than Apple socks. Yes, Stinky I think so. Stinky old baseball socks, not a good idea. Were, were, apple Jacks, was that really a cereal? Apple Jacks, just, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Kind of a cinnamony, yeah, cinnamony. crunchy thing? Yeah, little looked like little Cheerios. Yeah, think, okay. Except, except the apple cinnamony. Uh, if you want to win, 780-496-0063. Caller number four for your opportunity to win. So you can call in. Sarah will take your calls. Caller four, 780-496-0063. Have some fun with that. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about the uh, the uh, the fun summer jobs, the worst summer jobs if you ever had. And Joel, the electrician, says, you know what? I'm going to go on the positive route today, you guys. Okay. He says, my favorite summer job was building fish ponds in people's yards and public areas. I did hmm. it for three summers. And I I would do it right now um, if those companies didn't flip to shoveling snow when it's not pond season. It says, nothing beats waking up to a flat or barren area and turning it into waterfalls and ponds with koi fish and plants. Hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. so he said it was just a, a job that he absolutely loved. It's like a, a cool landscaping element. Mm-hmm. Lots, mm-hmm. Of, lots of people do work with landscaping uh, companies. A lot, of, a lot of work on the shovel, right? A lot of work on the shovel absolutely. and the wheelbarrow. 
Pounding it. Now, I've got another message in. Tree planting in northern BC. The biting bugs were so bad, I was bleeding from the corners oh. of my eyes and behind my ears. A lot That'd of the, be brutal. You know what? A lot of the guys that I went to high school with did uh, did tree planting up uh, Pickle Lake area, Atacokan. Um, oh, yeah. And the bugs. Ooh, the black flies and mosquitoes, something else. Uh, this text says, uh, good morning. The worst summer job, chicken and turkey picking. <laughs> <laughs> Flapping turkey wings hurt. Ammonia from bird droppings and sweat don't mix. Hmm. Yeah, the ammonia from the Oh, I, I, I cleaned up chicken yeah. houses when I was a kid. And, uh, to this day, my wife still wants to have chickens, and I just... Uh, you can have chickens, Mary. Go ahead, have chickens. But here's the deal. I'm not lifting a finger to help. So if you get chickens, you're doing all of it. I'm not going near them. I'm not looking at them. I'm not smelling them. I'm not shoveling their poop. It's all yours. We've never had chickens at the acreage, as it turns out. Our neighbors have some chickens. Uh, yeah? Yeah, well, down around the corner, they have mm -hmm. a bunch of chickens. And then the people behind us, I don't know if I ever told you this story, they had, uh, they had chickens and a big old rooster. Yeah who decided to cock-a-doodle-doo every morning at sunrise. Mm -hmm. As and, they do. Which they do. That's just, you know, what they do. Yes. And it drove me nuts because at that time, um, yeah, I was working a different shift. So it would wake me up. We didn't. We didn't have air conditioning at that time, so the windows were open. And so at, you know, 3.45 or 4 o'clock in the morning, it was, uh -huh. and I would just lose it. I'm sorry, what, what was the sound again? <laughs> I said, I said, what was that? Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah. All right. And then uh, the darn thing, uh, he, he, he had a bit of an issue one day, and he ran headlong into the, um, hmm? the lawn tractor. Oh, jeez. And they never had a rooster again. Wow. Yeah. How did that turn out? Mm, no. Messy. Ne oh, gee. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was that's, a little messy. Yeah, that's not good. But, um, yeah, they still have some chickens over there. <laughs> but um, we have two neighbors with chickens. No goats, though. Uh, if you... <laughs> Congratulations to Jared, who won yeah. tickets to the ball game. <laughs> Canada Day. <laughs> Down the River Valley. <laughs> There's all sorts of critters around the neighborhood. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Of course, sir. You're still within the city limits, but it's a rural environment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no doubt you have some. Uh, so, yeah, some of your worst jobs this morning, you can dive in on that. At some point this morning, we need, need to revisit a conversation oh. that we had <laughs> yesterday morning. It was shortly after 6 o'clock, so some of you may not have had an opportunity to hear the, the bit of brilliance that came out over the Ched Radio airwaves. <laughs> Absolute brilliance. Now, we don't have a time to replay it just yet, but I'm telling you... I you want to stick around. I think coming up after 7.45. Okay, yeah, we'll, because do, we'll that. do that. We'll have to because do it there. somebody heard it, uh, like members of the leadership team of the police yeah. service in Edmonton. And uh, they teased the you-know-what out of me yesterday um, when we were out at the base. They brought it up specifically. <laughs> it has to do with math. Morley's and math. Morley's math. That he, he was so committed to that yeah. I bought into it. Sarah bought into it. Daryl did not. Daryl did not. And Chedville was just like, whoa, what are we hearing on the airwaves? We'll tell you what it's all about coming oh, up here in a little bit. So ugly. between that and then we also have the worst jobs. And we're talking to Dr. Gans Ferentz uh, coming up a little later on this morning. But, uh, <laughs> you know, summertime reset. Talk about needing a reset. We needed one after that conversation yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely, we did. Oh, my goodness gracious.